There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. There's a place called a gin mill way down in the slums. My baby goes that night and stays till the morning comes. Hey, hey, guess what, fellers? What's up, man? We are back at Four Day Rain. Yes. Hell yes. Isn't this a beautiful place? I love this place. I love our setup here. I love being by the garage doors. Yes. I love the weird looks we get when people walk by and wonder <laughs> what the hell we're doing inside. We don't even know. That's just true. <laughs> Maybe it helps bring people in. They walk by and they're like, what the hell's going on in there? You've got to find out. Exactly. Yeah. Except for somebody, myself, <clears throat> forgot the banner tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> So who do we have on, Hunter? Well, once again, we have... Owner and proprietor of Four Day Ray, Brian Graham, is joining us again tonight. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Hunter. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on, guys. That, I mean, we had we had such a fan response that we had to have you back on. Everybody was begging for it, man. So we had to get back here quick. Oh, thank you. Was that like two people or <laughs> four? Well, four. Oh, Double right. what we usually have. Right. So, <laughs> well, it had to at least have been these people sitting at the table here. So there we go. No, it's good to have you back. Cool. And we love Thanks. being here. I mean. Uh, yeah. We love your beers, and again, close to home for us. We're Fishers based anyway, so yeah, that's we've been good dying to have you guys for this place in. to open. So yeah, yeah. loving it. Who doesn't love to talk beer? No, exactly, exactly. Uh, we also have joining us Justin Nepp, who's from Indiana on Tap. Justin, welcome to the show. Excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. <laughs> exactly. Now this is a perfect dual show because we've been we've been wanting to get Indiana on Tap on. Uh, we've that's met right. a few of the guys here and there, of course, but now we're crossing paths all the time because we've been doing so many festivals and. We talked before the show a little bit how there's what, what a million and three you know festivals now every summer, which is just nuts. So we've been crossing paths, so it's nice to finally have you on the show, at least one of you. Hopefully, again, in the future, we'll start having more of you guys on, and we'll do more stuff with Indiana Tap because uh, we love you guys too. So well, we appreciate it, and likewise. And as we were talking as well, you guys actually um, were at our Indiana's Next Top Model last yes. year. You guys broadcasted there, and that was a very fun evening. I know we were talking about that, yeah. and. Uh, uh, hot model this year. We would absolutely love to have you guys come back and broadcast that again this absolutely. year at the old National Center downtown. So if you guys oh, are up for it, very cool. Uh, yeah. I feel like this is a shameless plug. It's not, but <laughs> Saturday, April 29th, old National Center, Blind Pig's going to be there. We're, absolutely, we're our, our show ahead. is all about the shameless plug. That's why we get guests <laughs> on. Good. We we literally we we kind of like the ambassadors of the craft beer scene. We this is what we do. This is our yeah. passion. So we want to get the word out there for not only the breweries but. For people like yourself who are involved in the craft beer scene, get the word out there. We, we want these festivals to be exciting. We want people to attend them. We want people to learn about craft beer, drink craft beer, be part of the craft beer community. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing. We talk all the time about the, the community with the breweries and just the, the, the craft beer scene, and it's such a close community as it is. So, again, having you on and having the different things that we do and the festivals that we do in Indiana on tap, uh, doing the next hop model and everything, that, that's right up our alley. So we're definitely in. Good. Fantastic. I'm glad I know the date because I can start working on my tan now. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're doing the runway, though, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, hell yeah. I have a white leisure suit that uh, that I, I look pretty good in. So, nice. you know. No, no, yeah. no. It, it's not <laughs> for you guys who were there last year. There's no no leisure suits. I mean, uh, <laughs> either, either spandex, uh, jorts, uh, shirts optional. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, yeah. It got a little crazy. Being, being running the sound there that night. I got to see behind the scenes, and they would look, and they'd be like, oh, well, that person's doing that. So all of a sudden, there'd be wardrobe changes last minute. Usually, it was removing of wardrobe. It was, it was a little weird backstage. It, it was it, fun, though. It, it went from zero to weird very quickly. <laughs> it did. It really did. And I didn't really actually expect to be backstage, but it was kind of fun to be back there and get to see all, everything that was going on back there. And 
Yeah, it was, it was a great time. Somehow my, my hand never was without a beer. It, it was phenomenal. I'd run out, and then suddenly there'd be another one right there. It was great. That is an absolute beautiful thing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. And we've had uh, now we've seen a lot of friends down in the beer business, the crab beer business, and it's great to see you guys like Indiana Tap who are doing it for the love of the beer. We got our buddies from the Dump Buckets who are doing this too, and we love those guys. So you know, there's there's so many great breweries come popping up, and I don't think that crest has even started. Uh, you know, we, we haven't reached it yet, which is cool. And there's just there's so many people out there getting more involved in the craft beer in the brewery business and people who are loving the craft beers and i think we're just seeing a lot more women drinking craft beer now which is very cool uh, yeah. so I don't, I don't think there's you know it's not going away anytime soon i think we're just going to keep building the society which is very cool yeah um, i mean if you come in here you know on a friday or saturday um you know we certainly have you know large groups of women come in six eight you know at a time and you know they're enjoying themselves it's uh right. you know we talked about you know last time just the you know, beer and the, the sense of community. I think it's, you know, it's not pretentious. It's it's very, uh, you know, it's just it brings people together. And I think uh, I think we're really seeing that. And you know, we can we've certainly observed that here in our mm-hmm. tab room because you know it's not just a big sausage fest. Right. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, 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 we we always talk about you know, again. You know, we started doing the show. We wanted to kind of pay tribute to the roots of prohibition and, and uh, you know what happened back then and when people were saying you know screw you we're going to make beer you know if you're not going to we can't go buy it. And what you've seen back then was, again, you know, and, and why it became, why Prohibition ended was because of women, mainly. You know, they all get into the scene, and we're, you know, a lot more women drinking beer, and that's what you're seeing again now with this craft beer business, the big boom. I think you can, can think women again. There's a, a group of, is it Pint Night Out, I believe? Uh, Girls Pint Girls Out. Pint Girls Pint Out, yeah. which is very yeah. cool. I think there's different, uh, I know there's an Indianapolis group here, which is very cool to see that. So, yeah, I mean, that, I think they're a huge part of the success of the of why crabberries or brewers are doing so well right now. Yeah. I think you need to be fair, though. In the Prohibition era, it was actually women that caused Prohibition, but then it was women that saved us from Prohibition. Right. So right. I, I get, it, I get yeah. you. I, I Jordan, you're married. Just... You know you don't say things like that. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> you know me long enough to know, oh, I do. That's, that's very I, true. I, I, I know. Like I that. know you do. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. You mentioned uh, Girls Pine Out, too. Just a shameless plug here. We'd love to get them on, too, and do something yeah, with them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anybody that has connections, uh, hook that up. Well, hey, next time you guys are out here, I'll invite Amanda out, and uh, we can have you know a few of the ladies on. And yeah, perfect. you know they've they've got some really great insight. Uh, I did a, a whole tasting with a group of them, you know, up here uh, before we opened, just to get their feedback, find out you know what they thought was working in the marketplace. Um, you know, they were very eager to offer up their opinion and just you know kind of just let me have you know all of their knowledge and just what they had experienced over uh, the course of drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we have to remember as well, and uh, I'm not going to be completely historically accurate here, but women, if I understand this right, women used to be the ones who brewed the beer. They were, right, right. exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, like back in Belgium and um, just north in France there, the farmhouse sales, I mean, the women were, I mean, basically that was, you know, part of the, the household duties, and they were typically the brewers. And I think the interesting thing is, you know, we talk about the different palettes we have on the show, and, and to kind of hear some of the different women say what they like and everything. My, my wife loves stouts. She loves coffee stouts. She loves the, you know, the, the, the different flavors and the stouts that, you know, your vanillas and your hazelnuts and stuff like that. So it, it's cool that I can go home with something different and share that with her and that's kind of a bonding thing for her and I where we we try different things all the time so 
in the, in the beer realm, we try different things right. all the time. Yeah, there's that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Way exactly. to clarify that. Good call. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get in trouble. And quickly enough, because he had one coming. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Indiana on Tap and what you guys do do for you know around, around town and for Indiana and the beer business. Yeah, so Indiana on Tap, we've been around now for almost four years. I started the company, so we're, simply put, we're a, we're a craft beer media company. When I say that, a lot of people look at me very strangely and they're like, what do you mean? Uh, we're a craft beer media company, media marketing and events company to be more specific. So, you know, we originally started, when I started in Indiana Tap almost four years ago, I had been into craft beer for probably three years. I was into all craft beer, but then I started really getting Hoosier craft beer. And I was looking online trying to find any kind of an online website or resource that really, at the time, just aggregated all the information on the breweries. And what I wanted was, I was like, there's got to be a directory out there that has all of the breweries. What are their house beers? I want to see pictures of the breweries. I want to plan visits. And there was really, there there was no resource. There was no website that that aggregated any kind of content. And so that's how we started. You know, we started as the website. And then when we started getting more active on social media, our social media audience grew very quickly. And we started getting all these people reaching out to us saying, thank you for creating this, this site and this directory. Well, the website ended up evolving into something more than just a directory. I mean, now it's... Like I said, it, we have the most thorough calendar for all of the Indiana craft beer events happening around the state, uh, news, editorials, press releases. Basically, if, if you want to find out what's happening in the world of Indiana craft beer, you would visit our site. Uh, we've evolved as a company uh, to do a couple more things. We launched the Tasting Society Marketplace, which I know we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Four Day Ray is the most recent partner who joined that. But it's Indiana's, w- at the time, first statewide craft beer membership and rewards program. And we also get involved with a lot of events. Um, and that happened very organically for us of organizations and cities and municipalities planning their craft beer events and not knowing how to do it and then reaching out to us saying, hey, can you guys help us with that? So we're involved with a lot of events, uh, which is a lot of fun. But um, I feel like we've really only scratched the surface. There's a lot of things oh, yeah. that we still want to do. And, and clearly, Indiana craft beer is still on the rise. Yeah. And so we're just thrilled to, to be a part of it. We, we wouldn't exist without the great breweries. We wouldn't exist without the four-day raise. So really, we're just very appreciative, you know, like I said, to be a part of it. So where did your love for craft beer start? I, I don't know. Well, I do know. The, there was a guy, a guy by the name of, of Aaron who, to me, before I got into craft beer, craft beer for me was, was Blue Moon. I was obsessed with Blue Moon. I didn't think there was anything better than Blue Moon. And that's no <laughs> knock on Blue Moon. Blue Moon's good. I haven't had one in a very long time, but... That's all I wanted to drink. He introduced me to some Belgiums um, several years ago, and that completely just opened my mind to other beer. And so, um, like a lot of people, you know, I was introduced through a friend, and from there it just sort of took off on its own. So you don't have a, uh, you know, we asked a lot of guests, you know, aha beer. Was there one beer? Was it Blue Moon? That went, you know, other than drinking, you know, the, the slime of the, you know, the Bud Lights and, Back in high school and college, oh was, there a, was there a craft beer that you went, aha, uh-huh. was it Blue Moon? That Yeah, it was Blue Moon. My, my brother introduced me to Blue Moon in college. For me, that was the first time I started drinking anything outside of Keystone Light or uh, <laughs> even PBR. For me, that was my, I don't know if you call it a gateway beer, but that was my gateway yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Blue Moon's not really craft, and there's a lot of people who want to argue that. Um, but, you know, for me, I was thankful for it because it did yeah. at least open my eyes right. to anything other than... <laughs> than Bud Light, Blue Moon, Keystone right. Light. Yeah. Even, even though uh, Blue Moon wouldn't necessarily be a craft, I think because it's a different style of beer, yeah. back in the day when you only had your mainstream beers, it, it was a craft type of beer, 
at least it was a craft type of flavor. Well, like he, I think he said so, it perfectly. It's the yeah. gateway. It yeah. Was, you know, gateway exactly. Beer. So right. I don't I don't knock those beers because they got you on the right path to mm-hmm. what you're drinking now. Yeah. yeah for sure. And Absolutely. that's what we try to do on the show is we say, hey, give craft beer a chance. Let us let us tell you something simple to start with and then build from there, which is kind of what you do at Blue Moon. You started there and then yeah. you're like, wow, okay. Now I know there's something else out there. What else is there? And yeah, right. You know, the journey begins. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, I think those those blondes and those um, those wheat beers. I mean, that's that's a gateway beer for a lot of a lot of people. And I think every brewery sort of tries to, to make at least one of those very approachable beers because you're you're inevitably. And Brian, you could probably speak to this. You're going to get people in here who've probably never tried craft beer before, and you don't want to intimidate them with something that they just are, are, are scared of. And so having some of those more approachable beers like 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 a wheat. Obviously, it's good for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So, of those Belgians that you first had, like, which one stands out in your mind? You know, I don't remember because I don't, I don't drink many Belgians anymore. <laughs> and, and the Belgians that I was drinking that, that got me hooked were not Indiana Belgians because this was several years ago. This was, uh, especially before tax. You know, everyone thinks of tax man. Tax I think man, of Belgian. Oh yeah. This was yep. well before their time. I can't remember what beer it was, but for me, it was just like this was something utterly, completely different, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I think something, you know, the difference between, like, a craft beer snob and a craft beer enthusiast is a craft beer snob likes his IPA or whatever whatever he likes, and he wants to push that down someone's throat. Yeah. A craft beer enthusiast just wants to get you turned on to craft beer so you start drinking it. And I think, to me, that's really the biggest difference. We don't care what kind of craft beer you drink. We just want to get you into the craft beer scene. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a craft beer snob, if they love IPAs, that's... well. I don't care if you like IPAs or not. You're going to drink this, and you're going to like it. You have no choice. You know, that's not how we are. That's <laughs> well, we even tend, even on the show, when we're trying beers, we don't tend again to too much. Once in a while we do, but not in depth into mouthfeel. Because most of our listeners don't. They want to know if we like the beer at the brewery, and if we didn't, and, and which beers we're good at the yeah, brewery. And, exactly. you know, and some of the aromas we get, we talk about. We try to get not get too weirded out because, you know, that's going to bore people who aren't listening for that reason, you know. Yeah. If we're having yeah. a beer challenge and, and, you know, reviewing some beers, okay. But, you know, we're on the show every week. You know, we're not going to get into that kind of stuff because, hey, you need to get to this brewery and they got these fabulous beers and here's the ones we liked and right. we'll talk about them. But, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely we use, not beer stuff. We use the term mouthfeel here and there, but it, it's usually because it was something very unique about yeah. that beer that warranted that phrase. But it's not yeah, like – sure. We don't we don't have like a criteria list that we go down every right. time we drink yeah. a beer because that would just that's shit not what everybody. we do. <laughs> right, well, nothing it. like a checklist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I think you know we became when you get into the craft beer scene, you become a fan of flavor and aroma. Yep. where you didn't have that with your Keystones yep. and your your Bud and stuff like that. There was there was such a subtle difference between some of those, but now when you when you go from an IPA to, to a Belgian to, to a stout, there's so many different flavors and aromas that come along with that. I mean, I, I cannot ever imagine going back the other way. Yeah. There, there's just, it's water now. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. we can talk about one of our, all of our first beers from Four Day, which we all went, wow. We're talking about the sights and the sounds and the smells of beers and something that can surprise you. They're, you know, we had their coffee blonde at the Nozzle Blues, uh, yes. Blues Festival or Bruce Fest, and we we're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so not what I was expecting, but holy crap, that's delicious. Well, I mean, and we've all, I think every one of us loved it from the start, and I, you guys are still drinking it, and I'm having the old stout today, but I'll be going for coffee blonde later <laughs> on because it, it's just a, such a beautiful beer, and it's, it's surprising when you look at it and then taste it. Yeah, and I remember that day because you guys came up and you go, Hey, Four Day Ray is here, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a new place going in Fishers. I was like, we need to go over there and talk to those guys. Brendan comes up, and he goes, hey Jordan, 
they have a coffee blonde. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I got to have it. I got to try it. And then I had it, and I've been hooked ever since. And I'm not, unlike Jordan's a big coffee drinker, I'm not a huge coffee guy. You know, I, I love my style. It's a nice try. Not again, one of the reasons I love Four Day. I love that. It used to be inaugural, now it's now MoFo Rising. I just love it. It's such a clean, bitter, dry, beautiful stout. I just love it. But uh, I mean, you, know, you love the coffee stouts. But when I had that coffee blonde. There's so much creaminess to it and, and, a, and a different texture. And I just, it's a great beer. I love it. No, thanks, guys. I've actually got so enough a, about you. I've actually got track. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm drinking Track Jumper right now, and it's it's a great IPA. This one is one of their just well balanced IPAs out there. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. You know, if you if you're trying to get into IPAs, this is one I would suggest. It's not gonna that, you know, that bitterness doesn't overwhelm. Yeah, you. it's not going to make your yeah. lip curl and you know make you twitch from all the the heavy <laughs> hopness to it. It's it's good. It's very very well balanced. Yeah, that was the first that was the first beer of yours I think I had. I, I think you guys uh, poured at the Rock the Junction event in downtown oh, Westfield yeah. this last year. And yeah, for sure. I, I from what I remember, I think that was the first beer of yours that I tried, and it was great. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. We we were talking about the uh, the Belgians that you enjoyed and everything. I know last time we talked, you were Brian. You were getting closer, or had either started brewing or were going to uh, your own Belgian. Where are we at in that process? Yeah, we're still. You know, the production is. Uh, you know, we're walking a fine line right now. We're trying to keep up. You know, we we're probably going to push that stuff out to the spring. spring. Um, we've started brewing. You know, larger batches. We do have a new uh, holiday spice ale coming out on Friday. You know, it's not Belgian. It wasn't brewed with Belgian yeast, but it, obviously, when you get into spice ales, that's uh, certainly in that realm. Uh, it's not a spice bomb by any means, uh, and it's really balanced with ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And then we use honey uh, in the in the uh, to get some of the sugar uh, for the fermentation, so it's uh, it, it's it's six and a half percent. It's not huge by any means, and it, it actually finishes a little dry. So it really lets the spices come through there, and I think it's a really approachable holiday beer. Typically, that's not one of my favorite styles, just because you'll get some of the syrupy, really sweet, just like wow. I mean, can you hit me over the head with the cinnamon stick more? <laughs> and you know, again, you know, we just talk about drinkability in a beer, and I think. You know, when you balance that out, I mean, you could pair that very well with a nice dessert or like a turkey or ham, you know, for dinner, uh, and that would go really well. Yeah, we got a chance to sample that earlier, and, and it was very smooth. It was very, uh, again, like you said, it, it'd be a great dessert beer, or honestly, that whole Thanksgiving. I mean, we just passed that yeah. up. That was that was the perfect brew for something like that. Yeah. So it just fit right in. Yeah. It's a nice fall beer. Thanks, Hunter. We missed it by a week, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's tough. Hey, you know, you know next what? year, we, we'll, we'll get it right next year. It'll come out on Black Friday or before, and it'll be all good. Right? All good. Hey, what are you calling that one, by the way? Uh, it's called Snowshed. Snowshed. Uh, yeah, so uh, Snowshed is a structure that's built uh, to uh, prevent, like, areas where there's uh, frequent avalanches along railways where snow removal is impossible. Right. So they'll build a structure over the tracks to allow the snow to come over the track, hence the word Snowshed. Perfect. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. And we actually were lucky enough to sample it mm-hmm. yeah. a little while ago, and I, I thought it was phenomenal. I yeah. thinking about getting a growler for Christmas Day, really. Yeah, and to be like a, you know, Brian was saying, a lot of those are you tip that style. He, typically, they're real malty mm-hmm. and thick mm-hmm. and heavy, and that that wasn't at all. It's a very approachable beer, not one you could drink all day. So, uh, definitely cool beer. I'm gonna have a full glass on Friday. Nice. <laughs> 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 well, a lot of those, you know, especially they get the, the, those Christmas sales and stuff. You get a few drinks sometimes, like, oh, that's cool, it's different. You get about half the glass down, you're like, man, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> it's, they're too heavy. They are. They're just too much sometimes, overpowering. But uh, 
the snow shit is definitely an all day or so. Now is that yeah. this Friday it comes out? Yeah, this Friday. Oh, okay, my wife's out today. Town. My wife's out town, so I'll be there. Uh, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. be I'll be here tonight. Yes, tonight. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys came in for the Firkin. Did anybody stop? No. Oh, you missed it. I, I work I work retail, kid. and we're uh, in the middle oh, yeah, of. Yeah, no, I wasn't the here. The new Mexican chilies and uh, the entree and the yeah. porter. Oh. Mm. I stopped away to Michigan because I was like, I, I'm, I'm stopping before I get up here because I'm not going to miss it. And I'm glad I stopped. It's delicious. And it's gone? Thanks. Yeah, it's gone. And I didn't get to try. You had, the, you had another one on. Yeah, we had the ESB. ESB yeah, right. we dry hopped that with uh, East Kent Goldings. I heard so. someone around me that had it loved it, so I, but I didn't get to try it. And that's gone. Yeah, it was interesting well. training the staff, right? Because it's, it's not, you don't. So it's like, it's all about how you present it, right? So it's not an undercarbonated beer, and it's not a warm beer, right? So it's, like, it's all about the nuance and, like, helping them understand and describe what it is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's less carbonated, you know. It, it's, uh, it, it, and then trying to help them understand that cold and carbonation cover flavor. So the reason that it's served this way is so that you can really explore, you know, all the nuances of the beer and everything that it has to offer. Right. Especially when you're adding New Mexican and ancho chilies in there with that smoke. I mean, it really, really went well. You had some raisins from the anchos and a little bit of cherry from the New Mexicans. And then in the back, you, that's where you get all the heat. I mean, it, it just worked really yeah. well. I, I was really happy with the way yeah. it turned out. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's a nice segue to a question I've always had. So anytime you have a new release of beer, you got to get the staff familiar with it. You got to get them acclimated to it. So how, what is that process like? I mean, do you just have them all taste it and, yeah. and you explain what you think obviously the, the characteristics are, but you let them form their own opinion? Because uh, obviously they need to be able to convey that to the guests, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you have to have someone taste it. I mean, they have to experience it. You can explain it uh, and try to help them, you know, pick out the different flavors and what they're tasting, and then let them go out and yeah. sort of, you know, have their own vernacular for it and, and sell it to the guests. I mean, they they may or may not like it. I mean, I don't right. know. But uh, you know, when when you're serving something like that, it's just important and to give them some background too and some knowledge about it because someone's going to ask. It's yeah. like, and I and I told them I was I was you know a little bit overbearing on this part, but I'm like, hey, look. If you don't tell someone that it's, uh, you know, this is lighter in carbonation and it's going to be served at an elevated temperature, and then someone orders one, they bring it back because it was flat. <laughs> and I go, this beer is flat. I don't want to drink it. Like you're buying it, right? Because you, it's your responsibility to set the expectation from the guest that, hey, this is an English type service. You know, this is what we're doing. This is why it's served right. this way. You know, and then you, you have to give people that that opportunity to know what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so important because I bet you guys have all been there. Like you've walked into those those restaurants or those craft beer bars, and, and you ask the server, "Hey, tell me about these beers." And, and sometimes they just look at you like a deer in headlights, and they don't they don't yeah. know what you're. I don't drink. Asking. I don't beer. drink craft beer. Yeah, I get that a lot. Like <laughs> when I go into a brewery, the, the first the first time I the first time I, I came in and, and uh, had dinner here after you guys had opened, Brian. I mean, I, I specifically remember asking the server. I don't remember. I was like, what, what, do, what do you like? You know, like I'm looking at the beer menu, what do you like? And I forget what she told me, but she had a very great opinion. She's like, well, I like this and here's why. And I was like, I will try that. And I wish we could see a little bit more of that as common sense as it is. I, I feel like sometimes you don't see it enough. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, and there, there are times it's appropriate. I won't mention the name of the brewery, but we went into a brewery to drink one night. And the brewer was there. We know him really well. And he told me, hey, man, you got to try this beer. Well, I tried it. It tasted horrible. I mean, it was awful. I'm like, sit there. I'm like, do I say something? I'm like, okay. So I called him over. I'm like, um, it, it tastes awful. He goes, no, 
I know you're going to like it. I'm like, no. Dude, something's wrong with it. So he went back and tasted it. He's like, oh, God. So he pulled it off the menu like that. Wow. Something, whatever happened, something happened in the line. Something, yeah, it was it was bad. So then he fixed it. And he put it back up in like a half hour. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, but Man. but we kind of know what beer is supposed to taste like. So. Right. If I go into a place and, some, and I know something's wrong, I have no problem saying, uh, Brian, oh, man, please. Some, something's wrong with this tap, dude. Uh, this this well, isn't and, right, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> and we tell the staff, too, if you if you taste something and it's not right or you get a you know you get a guest that says, hey, I'm not really sure about this, like immediately find somebody because we yeah. don't want to serve an inferior product or, or have someone have a bad experience. And so, you know, that that's just... I mean, it's a it's courtesy, and people think you know that. Well, I don't want to offend them, or right. you know. I mean, this is what we do, right? right. I'm like, right. I want feedback. We want to be better, so yeah, please exactly. let us so know. There, there's that fine line because if if the line is bad or something's wrong, that you need to know about it so that you're not giving ten other people that same thing. Because let's face it, you know, in this industry, in food, restaurant, beer, any of that, things can happen. Yeah, it's, always, be, it's better to know about than not. I'm always more concerned with the bigger tap houses where they have, especially coming from your standpoint, if you're trying to put beer into a place where you don't have that full control over how it's going through the lines and are the line, they keep the lines clean. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure they all say they do, but, you know, if, if they do get a complaint and it's your beer and you're not there to defend it and say, whoa, hey, there's something wrong with this. And like you said, if they don't have the knowledge either, whoever's serving doesn't have knowledge, you go, oh, that's what it tastes like, man. <laughs> right. You know, that's a bad impression on your beer. And like, no, there's something wrong. But how many of these people, you know, there's there's so many, and there's the, the exchange is so fast now, and taking beers, and now a lot of these big tap houses, you wonder how much, you know, I'm, I'm sure. That's why I always tell people, go to the breweries. Even if you have something somewhere, go to the big, you know, the tap houses, or you get stuff in a can, still get to the breweries and get that stuff fresh off the tap in the breweries because there's going to be a difference there, even from, you know, canning. But um, you have to go in and try everything they have. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah, some of these tap houses, 60, 70, 80, even 100 taps, to me, that just seems like that's an awful lot of lines to actually maintain <laughs> oh properly. Gosh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not dogging them because I love the fact they have that many varieties on tap. But no, and some do it right. I mean, there's places like, you know, Hopcat, you know, they know what they're doing. And then craft, uh, there's uh, Craft to Grow up in Kalamazoo. These guys are specializing in that and they know what they're doing. But, you know, I'm sure there's some places I would be worried about. You know, some smaller bars that are just throwing crab beer on tap and aren't watching. Do, do you guys like having so many options, though? I mean, like, oh, yeah. I, I, I oh, love yeah. all those places. <laughs> but it's interesting. For as many people as I ask that question to, for as many people who say, yes, I, I would love to choose from 130 taps, I bet I talk to the same amount that's just like, it, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife would tell you that that's more of a curse than, you know, it's like me going into, you know, party pack liquors or whatever. She's like, really? You're really going to be in there for 10 minutes? I don't think so. You know, and, and there's a lot to choose from. And you just, you know, like, well, what am I in the mood for? And, you know, it's a process, right? And, I mean, it, it can be overwhelming for people. But, I mean, it's nice to have choices. I, I, if I'm me. going into a party store, it's a little bit different. I typically go in there knowing what I'm looking for. Or I see a brew that I like that I know I'm going to, you know, if I grab it. But. So, you know, if they have thousands of choices, it kind of gets overwhelming. But going on a, a tap house like Popcat or something, to me, I do enjoy that because I want to keep trying different stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. I've never even seen these before. I'm going to try it. I don't care what kind of beer it is. I'm going to try it. I've never had that brew before. I want to try them out. So I, I like it. But I'm sure it would be overwhelming for people, especially if people have their likes. And mm-hmm. I, they better have, you know, Forte Ray on tap. We've all, we're all kind of locked into our favorite beers before we started the show. But because of this, we started venturing out all over the place with different styles of beers and so yeah the places that are doing the short pours now uh you know for me personally 
I mean, it's fine to sample a few different things, yeah. but if you get if you can get a short pour, you know, personally, I really find that valuable because it does allow me to try more, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's a little bit bigger uh, portion. You can get your nose on it really, and it's nice uh, versus just like a little sample cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can you know figure out whether or not I'm going to like it or not, but. I mean, the shore pours are really great because I can have a variety of them and I can still leave and walk out, you know, without, you know, having a full, you know, 16 ounces or more of, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. The pint room comes to mind when you say that. And there's, I don't yeah. know if some oh, yeah. members do, but yeah, they, they do those shore pours. And every time I go in there, it's, it's for that exact reason. It's great. I yeah, can, I think I can try good. five or six yep. and still, still walk out. The first thing I do over. when I go into a craft beer or new craft brewery is see if they have a flight. Mm-hmm. If they have the short pour flights, it's the first thing I get. Because I do want to sample everything they have. Yeah. Um, some of them take it extreme. We, we did a show with one that gave us 18 in a flight, and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> oh. Even yeah, after the Russian it, River. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, by the end of that flight, I was, I was lit. Death I mean, there's beer. no doubt yeah. about yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even though and, they were short there was a lot you know, of And by the second flight, you don't know what you're tasting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it all no. tastes the same. Yeah, those are all sick. Those are all great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was good, and I, I loved it up until about, you know, beer 16. But I think what gets me more is the people don't know the etiquette if they're at a tap house. I'll, I'll do a sample, and usually I'll, I'll buy one. I'll say, you know, let me try that one, and I'm going to take it. But there's people in there who are just saying, okay, now let me try that one. Now let me try that one. Now let me try that one. And you know, they're not even buying a damn beer. I mean, I, you see that a lot, especially in a bigger place like that. It's like, oh, I just want to smack yeah. them. It's yeah. like, man, yeah. it's like, buy a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's okay to try one or two samples, but, you know, and Make typically if I, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I kind of got a three limit. You know, I might sample three, but I know I'm going to buy a couple beers afterwards because I'm just, right. I'm looking for what I want to drink. You know, yeah. some people right. are just in there looking to try every single beer so they can get on untapped and put it on there without having to buy one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, literally right. what they're doing. God, do people really do that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, just try them all. You know, it's it's funny you bring that up. I always feel I always end up buying a beer. Always, right? But oh, yeah. I always feel guilty. Like if I or if I get more than about two samples, yeah. But what yeah. I do is I tell the server. I said, look, like I just want to try one or two more. I promise I'm going to order one of these. <laughs> right. Give me yeah. a short pour. I always say that yeah. too. I feel guilty about. I usually, it. Like, if I'm I buy a beer, I'll get I'll, I'll give me a give me a beer. But then I oh, let me try that one. But I, if I do want you know a full beer of that, and then. If I try another one, I either get the one I had before or I, try, or I get that other sample. Because I do, I feel guilty yeah. having more than that without buying. I'll say, if I do a three, I'm buying one of those three one that oh, I had. Yeah. I, I buy yeah. one of them. Or, like, or you're like, well, I didn't like any of those, so I'll take this one. Because yeah. you had your backup already, yeah. you know, when, yep. you, when you had there. But it yep. was funny. So this is like the opposite end of that spectrum. So we had eight guys, and we went in. place wasn't busy. And, uh, you know, we, we were all drinking beer. And we were eating food. I think we ordered, there were a couple samples ordered, and then I said, hey, can I try this out? And the server said, I'm sorry, but it's a two-sample per table minimum. And I looked at him, I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, it's just two samples per table. I said, there are eight of us sitting here. Holy I mean, God. he just, he just, it, had, it had wasn't. to be a mistake, right? No, it wasn't. Wow. It was wow. his, he left, and, and I was trying to be, like, headed about it but I just couldn't believe it and I said hey man you know what I own a place I said this is how you sell beer and he's like I'm sorry this is my own personal you know whatever and I said good luck all right well you know what <laughs> you're not going to be selling a lot and I mean it was just it was crazy I, I just couldn't you know it was, it, 
I couldn't believe we were having this conversation. It was, it was crazy. Well, you yeah. know, they say the, the crapper audience, especially in Indiana, has just continued to get smarter and smarter and smarter. Right. And especially smarter when it comes to they're, they're only going to continue to drink quality beer. But to that point as well, like, that will catch up with them. Like, uh, craft beer fans are not going to put up with, with that, I wouldn't right. think, for much longer. No, and for, sure. for all those people that, w- that do take advantage of those samples, there are those that don't. There's those that look at it and say, oh, like, yeah. when I get more than two samples, I'm usually like, okay, well, there's going to be an extra dollar on the tip. There's another extra dollar. You know, I mean, yeah, in right. my own mind, when, when that waiter or waitress comes over, they're going to look at the tip and be like, you know, those samples were well worth my time. You know, that's what I want them to feel like. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, if I'm making them work a little harder than they should. Yeah, um, for sure. And usually if I'm sampling more than two, it's because I really am curious about what beer they have, and I'm really looking for that one I want to drink. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, there are the people that just take advantage and just want to sample everything and not pay for it. Yeah, for sure. You know? so I think, but I think it balances out in the end. Yeah. It has to. Well, you know, and, and while we're talking about flights and samples, so uh, Justin mentioned earlier that uh, Ford A. Ray was the newest member of the Tasting Society. So if you're a member, uh, you know, certainly if you're not a member, sign up. If you are, um, our offer is $7 off of a flight of four or more. Uh, we don't have a set flight here at Ford A. Ray. Uh, we do five-ounce pours of everything. So if you want to line up all nine of our beers and have one of each, you're more than welcome to do that. So we're doing $7 off of four or more, and then we're giving 20% off of merchandise as well to the Taste and Society members. That's yeah, two incredible offers, two yeah. incredible offers. So I know members are going to be very, very, very excited. And so um, thank you again for participating. And, uh, again, I, I, I wish I could come in and, re- <laughs> and redeem the <laughs> offer, but I can't. <laughs> but no, it's two great offers, absolutely. Thanks. What is it, January 13th, I yeah. think, we're going to be doing a, uh, our first event with you guys as well? Yeah, so in Neon Tap, we, we do what we call the Tasting Society monthly events. And they used to be monthly events, but they're not anymore. We'll probably end up doing five or six this year. But the first one for 2017, uh, it's in Broad Ripple. We always do it um, We always do them in Broad Ripple. Uh, it's at this new location called The Hatch. It's a really, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, yeah. it's this co-working space. It's new. It is such a cool space. They have a, they have a DJ booth which we're not going to use, but any space that has a DJ booth is cool, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, um, Fort A. Ray is going to be our featured brewery for that event. And these events are, are, are really cool. And, Brian, I don't know if you've ever been to one before, but they're cool because they're small, they're intimate. Uh, we, don't, we don't do these events to make money. That's why the tickets are so cheap. Tickets are only $12.50, and that basically gets you the equivalent of three pints. And then basically each pint after that that you wanted to drink, I think, is only $2.00. But what's so cool about these events is it's a way for some of central Indiana's most sincere craft beer drinkers to really come and, unlike some of the other events, like really talk to the breweries, talk to people there, like really appreciate the beer. And that's the audience that we've really cultivated. This will probably be our 10th or 11th or 12th event that we've done now over the last two years. But we are absolutely thrilled that you guys are going to be there on January 13th. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to indianatap.com and you can purchase tickets there. We always have breweries. We usually have a, a local Indiana winery. But then we have live music. We have an artist who comes in. We have a local food vendor who comes in. So it's just a lot of fun. And it's on a Friday night, which is a little bit different. Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. So I think this is the point where we need to take a quick break. Everybody's going to. Okay. I'm out of beer. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) You always know when when it's time for break when we start seeing empty glasses around the table. I I got a guy who goes and gets mine, so I'm good. There you go. (laughs) But that doesn't help the rest of us. No, no. no. Riley, where are you? We're going to insert a break here, and then uh, we'll be back here in just a couple minutes. What's the best way to make it through a long work week? 
Take a midweek break and join the fun every Wednesday night at Allie's Ale House and Fishes for Nico's Open Stage. Want to share your talent in front of a live audience? Whether it's breaking in some new material or jamming out to some favorites, Nico's Open Stage is the place to go for it. There's never a cover charge, and walk-ins are always welcome. Each week brings a featured artist and drink specials from Jack Daniels. Check out Nico's Open Stage on Facebook for more details. And come join the fun every Wednesday night at Allie's Ale House, home of the boys of Blind Pig Confessions. I'm Busey. This is Chelly from Dos Ringos. You're listening to Blind Pig Confession. Woo! And we're back. Sorry about that. We took a quick break. We need a beer and to pee and to smoke and to water, make sure we wash our hands. Because everybody needed to know that. Well, if, if, if you don't wash your hands, apparently Brendan gets very upset. I get angry. Well, as well he should. I have to agree with Brendan on this one. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's back it up. What we're talking about here is one of the things that makes four-day race so special amongst everything else they have communal sinks. A little known fact, this is actually where I met my wife, guys, was at that communal sink. Really? No, not really. You I was going to say, yeah, that was wow. a really you, you good story. Yeah. Yeah, that was a you, you you quick just kept with that. That would have been awesome. That's where I met my future ex-wife at that communal sink. 20 <laughs> minutes there ago. You go. yes, right. Did you step up and say, can I wash your hands for you? Yes. Towel man. It <laughs> keeps you accountable. Like, you, you, you got to wash the hands because someone may see you not do it, right? Right, so. yeah. You definitely don't want to walk out of there. And there's a camera there, too. So, And if there's any, you know. It's the accountability yeah. sink. Outside of the bathroom, <laughs> not inside the bathroom. The camera is not inside the bathroom. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, hey, Brian, we're getting, we're getting together offline here after the show. Uh, right. Yep. It's our side business. How do we, how do we get that footage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty. And we have repeal day coming up. I heard Cheers that. Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers. Hell yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously with the... You know, the name Four Day Ray, we knew people would abbreviate it, so FDR ended Prohibition. So we were going to do uh, $4 pints on that day, uh, all day. So definitely come in and uh, raise a pint with us. Uh, we'd love to have you in for a beer. Nice. Yeah. yeah it kind of seems like right up our alley. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, a, yes. just a little bit. Yeah, we need to do a, we, I guess we were talking too, we haven't done a history show in a while. It's been a while because we've been so busy going to breweries. We need to do a history show sometime, and this would be, the, again, at one of our future visits to Four Day. We have to do a – we'll do a history show here. We really Brian should because, you know – It just all the, ties together. So. Back in the day when we first started, it was just uh, it was just Brendan, Cowboy, and myself. It was more or less just Brendan and I going back with history facts and Cowboy being like, can we just drink? I don't really, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about history. Nice, yeah. <laughs> he was not the history buff kind of guy that we were. But he drinks well. He does. He's a great drinker. <laughs> God love him. Hey, my one-year anniversary of uh, being a pig just passed, too. Did it really? It did. Already? It did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Do you, you get, it like, a, a mug or a No, I get a, I get anything? a pin. Oh, so, a pin. Nice. yeah, I mean, you get a pin for every year you've been a pig, so um, this is now a new thing that we're just starting. So <laughs> <laughs> It's just hard for me to fathom that we've actually been around as long as we have. I mean, it's yeah. been well over a year and a half now. It doesn't and seem like it. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't it's seem grown like grown so fast and so quick that yeah, it, yeah, everything. Excuse me, everything just took off so fast that. Well, you know, and again, it all one started. of the big key events was the Indiana Next Top Model. Yeah. That was huge for us because we had a good base. Then we had listeners. We had listeners to my other show, and we had a a, a decent fan base. Yep. 
But after that, and again, we weren't known out in the community as much before that because we were doing everything pretty much at Allies, and we did some stuff at Danny Boys. Um, but that's really what gave us, got us out there, and and we haven't stopped working since in next to the hot model because we've been so busy with breweries wanting us to get in there every week. We we barely get time to get back to Allies on Tuesday. So, which, mean, is, which is a good problem to have. So. I mean, I, I agree, but I disagree. I really think it was the emergence of Hunter. Yeah, that, it was that the really, top model. It was Hunter. <laughs> so after that, the numbers went through the roof. Um, yeah. yeah. And we got to thank the boys from Dos Ringos because we, we did one of our topic segments was uh, doing Outlaw Country. And, nice. And that show, went, we had a couple of them. Those shows went through the roof. Yeah, and we don't know why, but they were fun, and those guys are fun. But those shows went through the roof, and again, we we it's fun every week because we get new you know wherever brewery, and we get new listeners, and they stick around, which is nice. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have you guys ever? I mean, do you ever take questions during to we answer that? Have you, had, have you done that? We yeah. haven't yet. That would be interesting, but yeah. you know, maybe not. I don't yeah. know. Well, know. we we had this segment we've been playing with where we actually ask questions. The, the pigs can answer too. We've called it the confessional. And it's almost like oh, a, nice. a, a small game of truth or dare. Mm, so interesting. It, and the more you drink, the more interesting it gets. So oh, that's nice. So uh, next time we're here, we'll, we'll we'll do a topic show, and maybe we'll bring that out. Welcome <laughs> to the confession. I won't wear my lingerie that day, just you know, maybe, in case the maybe, off question just comes up. Right? Maybe <laughs> you should, because that may just happen to be the question you draw out of the hat. Okay. <laughs> Are you wearing women's underwear? <laughs> Ooh. Through the yeah. Damn, busted. Yep, for sure. <laughs> so what does Indiana on Tab have coming up for us? Spring, something you guys already have pretty much. Your, you, we talked a little bit before we started yeah. that. You guys pretty much now know what you're going to do next summer. Yeah, it, it, this is kind of, this is great because it's the slow season going into the, the holidays. Um not for us, it, you know, like uh, the event season for us kicks off again January 13th, Friday the 13th. Oh, the nice. Beautiful. Um, with uh, featuring Four Day Ray of Broader Bowl. Um, we were hired by the city of Lebanon to do their first ever. Uh, the mayor reached out to us. By the way, the mayor of Lebanon, incredible guy. He's like, he's like 26 or 27. He's very young, very smart. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, great guy. Uh, they hired us, and, and they want to do. Uh, we're doing an event that'll sort of, I guess, officially kick off our our festival, our our event season, February 25th. It's called Savor Leban- Lebanon um, in Lebanon um, at the Boone County Fairgrounds. But it's a it's a craft beer, wine, and food festival that we're putting together for them. And then there's a little bit of a, a lull until next top model, uh, which we were talking about. And then we have a series of other events that take us through the rest of the year. But um, I'm just really just kind of enjoying this uh, little bit of a holiday break right now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Events, man. They're they're. I mean, they're a great time. But you know, there's so much planning that goes in ahead of those that uh, you know you're you're glad when it arrives and you can have a beer and just enjoy it. But there's so many details. You know what? We should talk about this because we were talking about this earlier, and, and we fully acknowledge too. I mean, it. There are so many events, and it's a good thing. Um. You know, I think you have to start, we, you know, at least we have more realistic expectations for those events that we are a part of just because there, there are so many. I mean, and uh, so many choices that people have every single weekend. I mean, uh, when you get into the spring, summer, and fall in, in here in Indianapolis alone, there's three or four events going on every weekend. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the good, the, the, the good ones, the interesting ones will stick around. So you might see some of them start to go away. But, again, I guess it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Rather have this type of problem than the other way around. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I don't know when did, it, when did it start happening. I mean, I guess what maybe about three, four, probably three years ago, two years ago is when it really started picking up. Yeah. Yeah, because they had like you know Winterfest, and then there was nothing you know until spring, early summer. Yeah. Now it's it's almost nonstop. It's a little yeah. bit low during the Christmas season, but yeah, there's it's it's nonstop again. It's great for for beer lovers, but it's got to be hard for the breweries to you know you, to you, do you that. Gotta, any. You yeah. got to pick and choose, and you know you want to get out to all of them because you want to be out in front of everybody all the time. But you can't do that. Yeah, we're really excited about Winterfest, obviously. I mean, this is our first uh, guild event that we've been able to participate in. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and, you know, I'm I'm really excited about it and just be there and talk to everybody and just, you know, introduce them to Four Day Ray. So, you know, I think it's going to be a great event. We're going to bring, you know, a ton of people with us, and, you know, we're going to have Prince Igor, and we'll probably have Snowshed and maybe a couple other tricks up our sleeve when we get in there. So, you know... I'm I'm really really excited about being at that event oh, this yeah. year. I would imagine an event like that, it's probably equally exciting for the brewers to just uh, what what a great opportunity to go catch up with all of your all your friends, all the other breweries that you know and have worked with and spoken to. Yeah, there's uh, yeah definitely the camaraderie there. You know, I mean, Mitch is from out of town, so you know it's 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 he's been working here like a dog. You know, it's, <laughs> we're trying to keep up with everything, and so you know I'm excited for him to just meet people and. You know, guys have stopped by, uh, you know, the guys from Triton, John's been here, and um, uh, Eddie and Scott from uh, Big Lug have been here. So, you know, guys are popping in, and so it's it's all good, and, you know, they're stopping in just to see how things are going and whatnot. So, you know, that that's fun for him oh, to yeah. meet these guys yeah. locally. And like you talked about earlier, that, you know, it's it's a it's a really tight-knit community, and, and everyone's here to support each other. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Well, you know, that's one of the cool things in Indianapolis. We're not seeing other word. Yeah, there's a lot of festivals, but... A lot of other places and cities, even the big, well-known brewery centers, aren't embracing it like Indianapolis is. And there's festivals all over the place, and, and everybody wants to have another one at their place. I mean, which is cool. I get, but it, you know, it is very. It's it's awesome to see how much Indianapolis is is bringing up the craft beer business, and you know, and they're in, in just embracing it. And let's have another festival. <laughs> let's have yeah, another right. Festival. Obviously, yeah, you're gonna you better have something good going on. Cause in a few years, it's gonna mellow out where. You know, you, you're going to have to, you know, have something other than just serving beer. You know, there's, there's some awesome ones out there. Dig In, we think, was fantastic. We love that. In the heat of the summer, but it was such a cool event. Uh, Noblesville Brews Fest was awesome. And in the fall, the, the Winter Fest is always great. You know, Next Top Model. Th- those events are always going to bring, bring people in because there's there's more to it. There's character to it. And there's other things going on that's going to bring people out to them. So. I thought Dig In did a good job because they incorporated not just craft beer, but they also incorporated craft food. And, and top-notch, top food. I mean, yeah, absolutely. great chefs in the city. And, yeah. it, it was amazing. Um, I spent just as much time drinking that day as I did eating. Or I should say I spent just as much time eating that day as I did <laughs> drinking. I should say that backwards. And that was a good day for us. That was the uh, first time we met a longtime fan who uh, is in a band, Robert Rolf Federson. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been listening great to guy. us for, for a long time. and. He'd been promoting us. We didn't even know it. Uh, I, I, had, I had my shirt on, and he chased me to the uh, to the porta potty, and I'm like, "Why is this guy yelling blind pig guy at me? I don't know what's going on here." He's from up north, right? He, yeah, he plays absolutely. at Burnham up in Michigan. He plays City. at Burnham. Yeah. yeah, he's he's in love with the crab beer, and he plays at all the crab beer breweries. And great guy. So I, I follow him online too, and he's very involved on social media yes. promoting craft beer. Yep. We we uh we filmmaker Jonathan Hoyt did the documentary recently called Hoosier Brew. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was it was amazing. Um, and we sponsored their um, premiere, their release at Flix Brewhouse. 
Oh, nice. Mm. And what was it? It was Robert, right? Mm-hmm. Robert. He, he drove all the way down from Michigan City just to come to the premiere. And just because uh, his actually his some of his original music was featured in it, but oh, uh, th- wow. this was on a Tuesday night, and so I was like, "Well, this guy is a is a real That's hardcore." Awesome. He's Indiana all over the fan. place. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's all over the place every night. He'll play anywhere. Uh, great guy, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We met him at had him on the show at Metazoa, and uh, he's just uh, him and his wife are both great people. And he again, he he loves to push like we do. He just has a love of crab beer, and he wants to push it, and he plays at all the breweries and. Hopefully he'll be at our event on the 20th. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. He hasn't committed to it yet, but I I have a feeling he will. Well, I'm sure if he can get down there, he'll be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's just how he is, but yeah, a lot of fun. So it's it's amazing how these events and stuff intertwine you with people that you've never met before, and you get to see a lot of people that you do know. Uh, We have a really good relationship with Jerry down at Beer Brewery. Um, Jerry texts me at least once every other week, asks me when we're going to come back so we can get back on the show. We've uh, had to invite Jerry up to Alley's just so we can get his fix of being on the show. And nice. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. You know, it's a good feeling for us when people want to be on the show that much because it is fun. We try to make this a fun setting for anybody that comes on the show. We don't want to be, like we said earlier, we don't want to be that stiff just reviewing beers type of show. We do review beers, and we want to let people know, you know how great your beers are, but we don't want to make it boring. I don't yeah. want to sit here and review 10 beers in a show and say, well, the mouthfeel mm. and ABV and IBU, I mean, it makes it sound no. pretentious, and that's not what we're about, you know, at all, except maybe Brendan. But I mean, I, yeah. do, it, I do it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sucked. <laughs> 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 I'm still, sorry, I'm just still laughing at the... I know you mouthfeel. Like, can we just talk about mouth mouthfeel for a little bit? Like, yes. I, yeah. Somebody came up with that <laughs> yeah. uh, adjective, right? No. Yeah. I, I, well, no, 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 it, not it's adjective. A, it's a, yeah, it's a noun. A noun, but yeah. like to exp- the, but like the mouthfeel, uh, well, an adjective to explain. You know, the it, it's legit. I, I mean, we, you know, if we wanted to go that, you know, down that road, you <laughs> it's know, very it legit. But you have to be involved. Because most people don't right. that involved but with their beer But what you can't do process. is you just can't throw out the word mouthfeel right. and then have no substance to it. Because <laughs> you could take the conversation a lot of different places. Thank you. Just throw out point. the word mouthfeel. I really like the mouthfeel on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. when we had uh, a Nikki Reed on, though? Remember her word? It's chewy. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's mouthfeel. Yeah, right? it is. It, it, it absolutely, absolutely is. is. But it, it, it's a description yep. of it, right? Yep. So you can say it's viscous like motor oil, right? You don't have to say the word, you know, mouthfeel. Right. right? Mouthfeel I feel like we're on the Pee Wee Herman show and everyone's going to scream and yell when we say the word of the day, right? That's mouthfeel. So, Jordan, what are you drinking right now? Mouthfeel. I'm drinking the, uh, the coffee blonde. Can you explain the mouthfeel of that coffee blonde? Um, it's, it's pretty smooth. I wouldn't say it's creamy because it doesn't have the milk stout attributes to it, but it's, it's just a regular normal beer. But it, it's, m- got a, it's got a fuller mouthfeel. It's, it's not real... A creamy mouthfeel? It, it does not have a creamy mouthfeel than this one, though. <laughs> a milk stout would have that, that creamy mouthfeel that you're looking for and wanting me to say, but right. this one does not. It's not creamy at all. <laughs> it doesn't taste like saline, I promise. This one just shoots straight down my throat. There's no creaminess to it at all. Woo! <laughs> 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 You, you'll learn quick if you try to go dirty. We we can keep up. It's no problem whatsoever. Cool. 
Wow, that was, you can't even bleep out that. You know, I mean, there's no beep for it. You just have this to is an adult show. I mean, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's 21 and over. I mean, you <laughs> nice. know. All right. So we we try not to let it get to that that point where it's obscenely dirty, but right. some of some okay. stuff we don't care at so all. So it's okay if I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. nobody knew until you just said it. Well, oh, that's right. <laughs> it's like everybody right walking again. by. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have a crowd outside right yes. now. <laughs> Certainly not. Now we tend we go to a brewery. We tend to let the brewer, you know, they they like they get to run the language of the show. They get to set down those rules. We're going to go with what you guys are doing. All right. At Alley, it's a little bit different. We tend to get. I don't think we're bad at all. Not raunchy. That's no. after there, like if we try if we try to do more than one show a night. The second show is usually a, second uh, show maybe PG thirteen kind yeah. of R. Mm-hmm. If we do a third show, it's usually completely unairable, even at, like by like hidden night standards. Hey, when you do that. show number three, can you let me know? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be there. Well, so we do. <laughs> that would yeah, be we, fantastic. We put those in after hours. We just we don't tell anybody they're out. They're just there. They just, they just show us. up one day. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> but those are fun shows. It's the super secret code to get into that. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like the saloon doors you have to walk through at the video store where the triple oh, X yeah. stuff is. You have to have the there. password. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good call. <laughs> yeah, and I think, Brian, you can, you can tell that the atmosphere is a little bit different the second time we come out. The first time we were very serious. We were all about four day Ray. We were all about you, what was going on because we want to get that information out to our listeners the first time. Oh, I now, we, that. now we've been here. So now we can cut up a little bit more. It's a <laughs> oh, little more relaxed. We're just, we just have fun with it. That's yeah. that, And that's how we kind of do it. And we usually tell people, and I think we told you the first day, okay, this is all about you. This is about the brewery. You know, if we come out again, though, we'll we'll cut loose. We'll, you know, we'll let loose a little bit and have we'll, fun with it. Because, we'll talk about mouthfeel. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because that's, yeah. So that's what we do. We that's that's going to be a topic next. That's all. The whole topic is just going to be mouthfeel next week. I mean. Yes, that would be that would be awesome. I think we should do a show about terms that sound dirty but really are not supposed to be. Mm. Mouthfeel being one of them. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that could definitely be. In and there. I That'd bet be there's. Fun. I know there's several others that's getting thinking oh, yeah. about the moment. Mm-hmm. Or 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 if you wanted to, to make it a, a really adult show. <laughs> I I am hearing reports that some of uh, Indianapolis's uh, gentlemen's establishments. Strip clubs are starting to serve a lot more craft beer. Really? That could be an interesting topic. Hmm. It could be. We'll have to do uh, market research on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain mouth on your car right now? <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Heaven. <laughs> she loves IPAs. <laughs> wow. Yes, I like that's that. A, so a craft beer strip joint where, where you say what, what she likes. No, I'm being Beer serious. Wise. Like I'm having people telling me that they've gone to certain places. Hey, did you know that so and so is now? Yeah, they've got a, a decent local selection. I'm like, really? That's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It is interesting. That just shows how much you know it's it's coming around. I mean, that that really does. That's that's huge. Now on tap at the Red Garter Four Day Ray, only twenty three dollars for a pint. <laughs> yes, yeah, yep. If you'd like to buy piece a pint, she likes. Reds. <laughs> <laughs> she likes Dune, right? Yeah. There you oh, go. Yep. Another beer yep. term just popped bunghole. There's another <laughs> term that should be innocent, but is considered dirty. Yep. It popped right there in my go. head there. I'm sorry. There it is. Just, yep. The bung. The bung. The bung. Yep. Don't let it hit you in the eye. Get your bung. <laughs> get your bung out of my bunghole. I'm not ready for it yet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> good. Good for you. <laughs> There's some things you just need to be okay with, yeah. and that might be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you only live once, man. You know, you got to have fun with it. Right. I'm going to so. be quiet now and enjoy my mouthfeel. <laughs> so I'm seeing a, you and me both. <laughs> I think I'm seeing a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think we see a lot of shows <laughs> coming up with Indian on tap, and I think they're kind of on our humor basis, and, and so I think we can work <laughs> with these guys, I think. Hey, yeah. I'm really glad and that we could, you know, bridge that gap tonight. You yeah. Know, I've, I've, I, that's awesome. That you've never been on before, so that's No, cool. and that's a great segue of segue back to Fort Ray. This is clearly where we are. For anyone who hasn't been here, get here. This place is amazing. The beer is great. It's beautiful. Yep. But me especially, like I was so excited. So I'm a Fisher's resident. I've lived in Fisher's now for five or six years. Oh my gosh, man. Like I have been so excited ever since the announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think when the announcement came out that you guys were actually going to be breaking ground at Fisher's. How, how long has that been? Uh, it was probably January time frame or so. I mean, it might have been before that because there was... Uh, you know, we just went through the whole process with the city and trying to identify the property and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it may have been as early as October of last year. Well, well, I know you've heard this, I'm sure, from many, many people, but this place is amazing. It is. And if it's not already amazing enough, the patio, which I understand is not its not done yet, but there's it's basically done, but that patio is going to be top-notch once the weather warms back up. Yeah, thanks. This yeah. spring and summer. Yeah, we're going to have awnings out there, and uh, we'll have um, overhead heaters, so you'll be protected from the rain, and then, you know, in March when it can be a little dicey mm-hmm. with the heaters and everything, we can, uh, you know, have those on. And so, you know, we're trying to use it, obviously, as many months out of the year as we right. possibly can. And then there's a fire pit out there. It's a gas fire pit, and you just relax in some Adirondacks or, you know, something like that and just chill. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool space. Or if you don't want to relax, rumor has it, do you really have built-in beer pong tables out there? Yes, yeah, so you're really. <laughs> yes, we actually do. So I got to figure out. I got to figure out the logistics of the cups. But yes, we have a regulation height <laughs> wow. beer pong table. It's concrete. Nice. Yes, and it's a permanent fixture out on the patio. So. I, I feel like a tournament or possibly oh, a league yeah. coming yeah, on, yes, you yes. know what I mean? Like you buy in or whatever. So, uh, you know, everyone's been doing the whole um, uh, cornhole thing. So we just might have to break out the beer pong leagues yeah. and just do it. Please. Yeah. Oh, that's a must. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Funny. I've just have been avoiding that. Well, <laughs> I, I saw it out there and I, I, I asked someone, I think I asked Brooke, I'm like, is that what I think it is? And she just looked at me and grinned and she said, yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. It's mouthfeel. Yeah, it's mouthfeel. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're, uh, we're almost to the end of the podcast here. We only get, we only get an hour oh, of recording man. time, but then we can't, you know, stay chat and drink. Sure. So, Indy on tap. What else do you have? You got anything else you want to finish out the show with? No, and then, then we'll I, hit up Fort A. Ray. Thrilled to be here. Um, thrilled to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. And thanks to Brian for having me. And what a beautiful, beautiful brewery and great beer. And I'm just uh, just happy to be here. Thanks. Long awesome. overdue, man. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're looking forward to doing a lot of stuff with you here in the future, too. So we'll definitely be getting a hold of you. And hopefully we can uh, get together on some different events and whatever's going on. And I feel like we, uh, we have a bus trip coming up. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to tease it up, yeah. yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. So yeah. Indiana Tab, we we have, we have a crappier party bus. We don't rent it out. We use it because our, our team goes to so many events. So we, we took this 17 passenger, 16 or 17 passenger bus, and, and we converted it into a real party bus. It's got a bar on the inside with a bottoms up dispensing system, uh, three TVs, a built in karaoke machine, built in guitar amp with guitars, uh, disco light. <laughs> 
So we have a lot of fun in it. Uh, we're still breaking it in, and we would love to do a, a podcast Absolutely. live on yes. the bus. What's the name of the vehicle? Oh, I mean, it's, I, I'm proud of this because I came up with it, but we call it Ale Force One. Ale <laughs> Force One. Ale Force One, yes. yes. So. Yes. Well, yeah. I think I speak on behalf of all of us. We are definitely in. Yes. It, we're it, excited about this. And if we do it, we will swing by Fort A. Ray, get a beer, yep. pick up awesome. Ryan, and then yeah. Yeah, that would bring him cool. with us. Yeah. And yeah, move on to the next spot. Yeah, then, that vehicle is definitely pimping. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to three shows that night. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. If, we're, yes. if we're on the bus, Brian, you jump on the bus with us, we'll, we'll get to that third show. Sweet. I guarantee it. <laughs> yep, we'll throw a couple kegs on there. We'll be all good. There, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Definitely that. And a, a good uh, big thumbs up for Bottoms Up because it's another uh, amazing product. Yeah, that's going to be a fun show. I think That'll we'll do fun. it in January, I believe. We'll try and set that up. Whatever, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, this is a teaser, but that's going to be a... That's going to be a blast. Might need to put some chains on the tires, but we're in. <laughs> we'll do it. Whatever yeah. we got to do. Sounds good. So, Brian, what else you got? Four-day Ray. Man, we're uh, – man, can't uh, – I, yeah, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I appreciate you guys taking interest in us and being here. And, you know, I was just commenting before the break, this is really fun, uh, just talking about beer. And that's why, you know, I started planning this in 2012. So, you know, I – Hope you guys keep coming back, and you know we just want to provide good content and good education for people, and hope they're enjoying a beer. And you know, come in and see us. Uh, you know, we're we're here, and just want you to enjoy some good beer. So, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, absolutely. sir. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, have a good night.
that was black 100 miles from her house there and back Big curly hair in a blue jean skirt Back then she wore a Springsteen t-shirt 